Podcast. I am your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we on episode 60. Yeah, yeah. boy. We ready. Let's go ahead and uh, start jumping into this one. It, it, there wasn't a whole lot going on this week, but I, I think I managed to scrape together some entertaining ones for you. But um, I want to start out with the depressing part. R.I.P. to Gloria Bambo. Um, she was found hanging in her friend's garage. And the investigation turned up that it was a suicide, which seemed kind of weird that she chose to go to someone else's house to commit suicide. But um, once again, it smells. It reeks of failure of the of the system to protect our black women. And so, I want to send out a condolences to her family. Um, I hope that whatever whatever happened to her, you know, that she rests in peace uh, because she she died very young. But yeah, moving on from that, uh, have you been watching anything recently? Um, I think I caught uh, another couple episodes of um of uh, Warrior Nun. I'm up yeah, to like boy. episode what was I? I I'm up to episode eight. I think I'm up to episode six. The last one, um last episode I saw Mary had just left that little uh village that they were in. Or I guess it's a little town. Okay, I think you watched seven. I think you And they eight. left in there. Okay, then yeah, yeah, that's that's where I left off at. Alright, good, because I'm caught up to to that area too. And it's, it's the pretty much the home stretch, but I've been enjoying it pretty much too. So. Yeah, I fucks with it. I like that. Um, I'm actually really surprised at how dope the Shotgun Mary character is. Absolutely. I like that Standout she's character so, for sure. um, she's very versatile. I like that they didn't try to pigeonhole her into being any one thing. And I also like that. I like fl- how deep she is. Yo, the character, yeah. she, like, she's got legs. That's basically like, where I'm getting okay. at. Yeah. Okay, let me stop cutting you off. I really <laughs> like the fact that um, they don't harp on the fact that she's a lesbian. You feel me? Mm-hmm. They 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 hint at it maybe like twice, and beyond that, she's just a person. And yeah, I like really people, really you know like I mean? that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. They they kind of shoehorn that in aspect in, I guess, for ratings because you know it'll get. No, I, I don't voice, necessarily so I, think so. No, I'm not saying that they did that. I know a lot of shows do do that, okay. and they chose not to do that, which I found to be very refreshing because yeah, it was obviously when she was in Shannon's presence that connection was there but it's not like she was chasing women all throughout the whole show like, you know what i mean like, yeah there's so many female characters it'd be very egregious like if she was that kind of character and so yeah i agree with you it's, it's very refreshing that she's not that yeah and i love that um I, I love that she's being sort of like the exact foil that the main character needs like see i like shaka mm-hmm. mary so much i don't even remember the main character's name i think I it's really anna don't like the man, uh I, ava, ava i don't, I don't like the main character at all yeah, she just makes like I mean I under, and in the beginning I was giving her a lot of leeway because I I agree like young, um, inexperienced like never had full use of her body getting used but some of the bad decisions she makes have nothing to do with that <laughs> but they all reflect her lack of life experience. Feel okay. she has no life okay. experience. She's I been laying in a bed because for her, her life. Did, did you did you you saw when she tried to go to the to the lab right? Yeah. And it, okay, so trying to go go to the uh, to the lady who's fighting the church, uh, I forgot the, the scientist's name, yeah, but her her, her storyline is kind of is like, oh, my ailing son. The only way I can I can heal him is to somehow use this secret tech to 
make a gateway to somewhere or to eternity like it's like ah oh, geez you want to go to heaven with your son like seriously no hell no like come that, on like that's just such a that it just seems like a poor plan like you're better off trying to cure him <laughs> exactly <laughs> like you have all these resources exactly. and you choose to make a gateway to heaven instead of like Fuck focusing on trying to like cure him because it's clearly something with his blood since you've been inserting divinium into his bloodstream and keeping him alive so like just give him mad transfusions. Like, no, like, bro. She's trying to create. Way. She's trying to be the next Elon Musk. Everything else right. is posturing. It's all posturing. Because if, if she were to leave her ailing son there to go do her science, people would say that she's a shit bag. So she puts him in the fucking like. Oh, the whole reason why I'm doing this is for my. What the fuck does heaven have to do with your son, bro? I, I I guess she feels that it's inevitable he's gonna die, and so obviously that's where he's going. Which I don't know. That's pretty presumptuous. That little kid could have gotten into a lot of trouble when you're not around doing your right. whole sciencey thing, going around the world. I was gonna say, relics. I was gonna say, but how do you even know heaven's real? But they have demons coming from hell, so I suppose at that point, it's not that. The much funny of a part is, is that if she, it, it, the funny part is, is that she's absolutely making a gateway to hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's trying. It's very ironic that she's trying to make a gateway to heaven, and uh, it, shit. all of the foreshadowing says you're absolutely making a gateway to hell. Yeah, you're opening. Oh, speaking of gateways to hell, man, <laughs> I was so happy when Lilith got sucked into the fucking Bro, nethers. That was crazy. Okay, so the 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 Tarask, the the big demon, kind of hokey, but okay, not bad. It was well executed. They did it in the dark warehouse to kind of give it some, <laughs> you know what I mean, ambiance. But yo, when that nigga just got sucked back into hell and she was still on this nigga's claw, I was like, that's not going to end well. I literally turned to Caroline and said, that's like, not going to end well Yeah, at all. bro. I was like, oh, First of this, all, her name is Lilith, all right? And she's going, she works for the good guys, but her name is Lilith. Number two, fucking... Well, it always starts out on the good guys. True. She's, she <laughs> has a deep grudge against the main character, yep. who who's also the, the bearer. And three, she knows, like, all the ins and outs of the OCS. She's the perfect double agent, bro. She's bro. coming back as a demon agent of hell. Absolutely. Like, it, it, the foreshadowing is thick. Yeah, she's definitely the new Hellspawn for show. Yeah. The, the show is shaping up to decently, though. Um, seems like Ava is, is starting to get more mature. Yes, it's starting to be less of a piece of shit, which is... But Which yeah, is very welcome. Beatrice is actually turning out to be annoying. one of my favorite characters. Beatrice is dope. I enjoy her a lot. Um, yo, what, what the, the new yo, the new sister Crimson with the nunchucks? Get the fuck out of my face! Oh yeah, I definitely haven't seen that one yet. That sounds dope. Oh no, 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 it's absolutely not though. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, that's sad. I'll, that's, I'll leave it at that. That's a little I, disappointing. I won't it in particulars, but um. That's the next episode. You can't bro. you can't use nunchucks and be whack, bro. Come on, bro. Sam. That's that a high so skilled mad. weapon. It's a high skilled weapon, bro. You can't have amateurs wielding bro, that shit. Bro, it, it was. <sighs> Not gonna ruin that part. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the the they do a whole thing where the the cardinal who um, who's kind of like trying to Doretti, I think his name is. Yeah, Doretti is who's trying to usurp the whole uh the order. Yeah. He he exiles uh father the um what is, what Vincent. Is it? Father Vincent and uh and Beatrice and Mary. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then he Everybody who ain't in my faction, bro. Y'all niggas he, ain't loyal, get out. He rounds up the, the previous class's rejects of, of nuns and puts them in her position. So they're his lackeys now. 
Bro, they lack you too hard, though. That's a losing strategy, bro. A, how you, I mean, come on. They how are you, yes. They're definitively not going to be as good as the people You're going to replace fighting. everybody at the top echelon with people who couldn't make it? Seems like a solid plan, my G. Like, bro, if the church's infrastructure is that weak, then the papacy is bound to fall. <laughs> this guy gets bound to fall. Like, like you I mean, can't do that, bro. the Pope in their universe is dying. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, my nigga wasn't doing much. But yeah, so so Warrior Nun is shaping up. I I really been enjoying that. Um, you been watching anything else? Nah, I I rewatched um World War Z, which is a favorite of mine. Whenever I want to watch um uh, a zombie movie, that was well done. It I enjoyed well that done. movie. It 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 was a, a divergent storyline from the books, but it was still I I still enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah, from my from what I hear is most people who read the books didn't like the movie. Yeah, so I'm very thankful I never read the books. Well, I, it's just. Gotta modulate your expectations, man. You can't, you can't, like, it's a movie, not a book. Mm -hmm. And so, in this day and age, like, maybe like 40 years ago, it was, it was sensible to think that they were going to make a movie that followed the book, but that is no longer the marketing avenue that they've taken. Like, Mm -hmm. it's been decades of them not doing that. You know what I mean? Pretty much. They just take the title. Taking the title and completely changing it. We're going to take the title, certain aspects of the main character. To the point where they make a a particular point when when it does follow the book. (laughs) You know, an original adaptation. You know what I mean? They they, they point out that it is, you know, taken directly from the book type Mm -hmm. of thing because... Otherwise, you can't expect nothing more than than title. adaptation. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know why people be tripping on it, but I guess I kind of do understand. It's it's like if if you've read I, something enough, I appreciate enough. when they do that instead of butchering the original story. You True. know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could have butchered the original story, but instead and, they gave yeah. us a reasonable side story, which is come on, you yeah. can't have the world. And, <laughs> and I'm the type of person where like. If you butcher the main story, like I'm, I, like there's definitely been movies where I was like, yo, if you just called it something else, I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah, I wouldn't have been upset. I mean, that, that's always been my argument with Civil War. Love the movie, definitely was not Marvel Civil War. <laughs> nah, the Marvel Civil War was way too ambitious to ever put on screen. It's literally like the entire Marvel universe fighting each other. Yeah, oh, and it's way more interesting. It just is, man. I mean, Tony Stark made a fake uh, Thor with his DNA called Ragnarok. That was pretty lit. That fucking android Who ended was, up killing Goliath. Oh, killed mad people. Yeah. Nigga was murderous. Yeah, but Goliath was the important one. He, yeah. Goliath was the only named hero that he killed. Yeah. Mm, you didn't, yeah, I don't remember particularly because yeah, there was, was so many superheroes in that fucking storyline. That shit was crazy. But yeah, um... How do we get off on that tangent? Anyway, remakes. <laughs> World War Z. That was a good one. I did enjoy that movie. Yeah, that shit was lit. And I'm pretty sure I didn't. Yeah, it's only been a couple days. I haven't seen anything else since then. Yeah, I, I and, and I'll, I'll finally wrap up my Wire talk. Um, and I've made it all this time throughout this show without really uh, bringing up one of the, probably the most important underlying themes in the show, which is um, the issue of... of racial perceptions in the baltimore city um not just between the the citizens but from the the public servants to the citizens from the police the mayor's office the teachers um and it's it's a really important um theme that they that they touch on and man it's really sad to see because a on the side of the uh, of most of the white uh, people who are portrayed in the uh, in the show, 
the amount of times that they complain about the fact that there are black officials in a predominantly <laughs> black city blows my mind. They they lament how difficult it is to run against a black person in a predominantly black city, which is wild because and if you go to a white city, it's the opposite. You know what I mean? Like it's they're they're complaining about something that is it shouldn't even be an issue. It's kind of just like that is what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's the reality of the situation. Exactly. Like there's way too deep a, a racial biases in this country for black people to give up what seats of power they do get. You know what I mean? And so if we vote as a community, even if at the times that they were voting for corrupt officials, they were voting for people who they felt at least were part of their community. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that the white people resent in that show resent it so much is just it's fundamentally, I think, indicative of one of the issues in this country why racism never gets addressed is because they 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 only are upset about racism when it affects them and it so rarely ever affects them that it, it it seems fundamentally disingenuous when their complaints come across you know what i mean yeah. especially when they are participating in the fundamentals fundamentally same corruption as the other uh as the other politicians that they're complaining about and so it's not like they're representing a a, a clean you know uh, a, a genuinely uh, a candidate that wants the best interests of the public, they're presenting another corrupt politician to f- to fight against the corrupt <laughs> politician. And so, yeah, they're voting for the black corrupt politician. You know what I mean? And and, and that was proven by the fact that uh, Carcetti was able to get elected in in the first place because he was able to convince the people that he had their best interest in mind. And so all of that, that complaining that they were doing was just complaining because they... <laughs> <laughs> they got what they wanted in the end and the you know the majority of the population the black population got nothing for it got absolutely nothing got got a bunch of running around got a fake serial killer got <laughs> you know got marlo stanfield still on the streets and they got chris partlow but guess what marlo was the real killer like that's the part that they seem to fail to understand is like yes chris and snoop killed a lot of people at Marlo's behest. And it wasn't because Marlo wasn't willing to do it. <laughs> it was absolutely because they realized that they could be useful to him and make money. And so they filled that that role of uh, of being his, his shooters. But it absolutely wasn't because he wasn't capable. And that was shown at the end of the show when he goes from that fancy business meeting straight to the streets and fucking snatches a nigga's corner. <laughs> like, like literally goes from a business street, from a business meeting to the streets in the same business suit and snatches a nigga's whole corner. Like, you know, the real problem still persists. And I think that that's what that was supposed to be allegorical to. You know, the, through all of the uh, of the, the faux progress, the the renovations of the port, the, the automation of the docks and all of this and everything that's been going down throughout the city, all of the new city developments and the new city councils and the, the school board, all of it, same problem still persists. Ain't nothing really changed. Yeah, that was the um, that was the saddest part about the wire. Is like at the end of like five years, it's like yeah, nothing changed really. <laughs> We've walked one, you through you it. Literally but, had you know. one positive outcome in that entire show. Yeah, and I literally was the, one the kid that got a, adopted by the cop, right? Yeah, Naaman. 
Yeah. He did, well, I don't know if he was adopted or he was just being fostered. Eh, same difference as far as I'm concerned. The cop now became his guardian. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Nonetheless, I don't know why I'm giving respect to this fictional character. Like, nah, son, we didn't give up his father. You know what I mean? Hey, okay, man, why stop There's now? Really no reason to argue. Why stop now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad invested, bro. Yeah, fuck it. But um, yeah. It, that, so, ah, man, the show is, is really good, and I highly recommend like taking it, taking a uh, you know, maybe a slow approach at, at watching it if you're not into to binge watching. But the show is definitely worth worth catching because not there's so many storylines happening uh, uh, concurrently that you're you're bound to bite on one of them, you yeah. know. And Peter Simon's a really good writer. It's definitely a lot happening in that show. Yeah, and they did a pretty good job of making it like it's another one of those productions where like the city is its own character and it like changes and yeah. evolves throughout the course of the I, um, that is a great well it doesn't change all that much but it evolves throughout the course yeah, of the series change. I mean there's change but there's no progress right and I think yeah, that's the, yeah. what we're getting at. yeah it doesn't change for the better but yeah um that's been pretty much it so I hope you guys have enjoyed the wire talk for for this time I hope it has incited you to at least take a look at it if you have access to it pirate that shit on your foot but yeah <laughs> we got a grab bag of some a lot there's a lot of entertainment topics I was I was pretty much scraping the barrel same shit been happening like it's crazy because when I'm looking through news feeds and trying to to, to generate topics and, and content bro if it, if, if it's not coronavirus it doesn't lead. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is stupid, bro. Like, the media has completely abdicated their responsibility to the public. It's crazy. Yeah. And their I mean, responsibilities is to the stockholders now. And and the sad part is that print media is the same way. And it's like, there, there's really nowhere to go. Like, they, we've created, like, this little bubble of America where there's really no information. There's no genuine information. And I should, when I say no, I'm being hyperbolic. But it's a very small amount. And boy, do you have to sift through a lot of shit to find it, man. And sometimes you you have to find stories in the shadows of stories. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really sad. Because, like, you look at a lot of things that happen in politics and stuff like that. And you never get anything straight out of that, out of that coverage. You, there's no place to go for straight heads up politics coverage these days. You know what I mean? All you could do is literally watch C-SPAN, which is live coverage of the actual <laughs> happenings. And that shit's boring, even for me. And I listen, bro, I have a r- pretty high high tolerance to listening to old white men's blather. And boy, even C-SPAN gets me, bro. That shit's bad. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, let's hit some we of these entertainment topics. <laughs> There's been some new music. Um, Yo, did you hear the new... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Uh, the Lupe, the Lupe Fiasco EP. No, I didn't know he's still making music. Yeah, he's still putting out little pieces of projects. Um, it was a four four track joint. Lupe, of course, bars for days. Um, the uh, the first track is Dinosaurs, which. He was making a very complex metaphor using very complex. <laughs> Sounds rhymes, like Lupe Fiasco, and it was very, show. very dense. Like Sounds Dinos- like it's Lupe. funny because it starts out like before you actually before he actually starts to um, reveal the the allegory that that he's he's creating in this um in the song. The song starts out kind of chill, just you know goofing around and talking about dinosaurs. 
And then it just goes into an extremely bar dense <laughs> metaphor for how the game, how there's dinosaurs in the game. There's there's people who have been in this music industry for a long time and they have to change. And bro, it was funny because I heard someone's description of it and um, pretty they pretty funny. they were like, no, it was a great album. I'll just probably never listen to it again. And I absolutely <laughs> understand why. I absolutely understand That's why. Funny. And it's funny because Virgil Abloh um, shows up on two tracks as a feature. And then I realized he's the person who's ph- ph- uh, philosophizing in the beginning of, of two of the tracks. And boy, do I not going to fucking hear Virgil ph- philosophize. The first one wasn't <laughs> bad. He's um, He's talking about the ephemeral uh, nature of the concept of home. You know, and it changes by person. And the ultimate, uh, I guess, goal is for him to elucidate the, the the conceptual nature of what things are. That's not still the dinosaurs track, is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, the, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. You'll never <laughs> listen to this shit again. You'll never listen to it again. And that one wasn't so bad. But then he's he's featured on another track, Shoes, in which I, it was just such a glorification of materialism. It made me want to fucking Is Virgil up. the same Virgil from a couple of weeks back that got in trouble for saying yeah. some stupid shit? Okay. That's what yeah, I oh, he was the one who did the Pop Smoke original artwork that was... Oh, okay, and okay, he okay, was the okay. one who donated $50. Oh, okay, yes, that, that dude. Same I, I thought so. Keeping himself okay. relevant Okay. On, on the Lupe EP. And I was just, <clears throat> I, I just didn't appreciate the philosophizing he was doing at all. And and actually, I was absolutely open to it because the first one, when he was talking about home and the, and the idea of home, I thought it was very, very um, titillating. It got me thinking, you know what I mean? And I and I appreciated that. But the second one was just, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't appreciate anything that glorifies materialism to that level. Um, and and I don't know. It's just not a very ground. I, I, I feel I, I think of Lupe Fiasco as a very uh, cerebral ground level rapper. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's very lyrical. He's very complex, but he's rapping about relatable things. And that's the bridge for me with him. And materialism is not something that, is relatable that I that I personally relate to. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. level of materialism that it takes to care about your shoes that much. It doesn't even seem like. But then again, I haven't really listened to Lupe since Lasers because I was but so that disappointed. That is not to say the rapping isn't amazing. That. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to just speak over you there. But that's not to say that I, I do not want it to to go unsaid. The bars are phenomenal. It is very. It, it it will give you one entertaining listen through for sure. The two tracks that don't have Virgil on them are very good. And I I appreciated those, um, and I have to go back to home. Um, I think it's called the the track is Dinosaurs and Shoes. Um, I gotta I gotta revisit those. It's just that I, listening to that whole Virgil um, diatribe in the beginning of each of those tracks <laughs> totally derailed me from listening to the track. With the exception of Dinosaurs, Dinosaurs he came in like real left wing, and so it, I couldn't help but like be taken on that lyrical journey but nah man definitely i would say check out the new lupe i just i'm interested to hear more diverse opinions because i i don't know if i was just being biased because of of the fact that it's virgil on there or if it generally just was kind of like trite and maybe it's a swing 
It's a swing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was that. Um, dude, so what would you say to a Chris Brown versus Usher versus? Because I personally think that that is a very worthy matchup. I know like two Chris Brown songs, so I don't know. Well, I'm with, I like talent, Usher though. They know. they they definitely are. are Chris into- Brown is not in my wheelhouse, man. That's not my. I mean, it's the same type of music as Usher. And I haven't listened to an Usher song since I was in high school, or like around that age when he came out. I well, I, I generally don't really listen to R and B music like that. So, you know I, what I'm saying? I did because I was in the club when Chris Brown was like. 12 making bangers you know what i mean because he did he did a i'm and i'm never going to try to sing a chris brown song but um he had several several tracks that were popular in the early 2000s when i was still out so you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so when you're outside chris brown's tracks get get major traction so I, I had an affinity for for some of his work for sure um in the same way that usher was very popular when i was first getting into the scene and so I feel like those two artists are very well matched and um, they're both performers and that would be a hell of a performance. Having them having them play their jams in the background while they dance battle. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> my G. I think that's a winner. What they're going to dance to? Bro, they're going to dance. Bro, that dance, that is, yo, I'm sorry. I, I think that you're sleeping on that, that battle right there. That's going to be a very entertaining Oh, I don't, I'm um, not disputing whether or not it'll be entertaining, but I'm just... I mean, Chris Brown has, I think, does, has the volume of music just because he makes... Yeah, because he, he never retired, like um Not even like just that, he also did. puts out a lot of music per year type of thing, you know what I mean? Like, he does, he, not only has he had a long career, but he has never stopped putting out high volumes of music. And so, um, I don't... But the thing is, is that I absolutely know that Usher has 20 tracks. Like, Oh, without a doubt. You know, they what? would have to go into the <laughs> 40s and 50s before before Usher ran out of tracks. Yeah, Usher's got 20 tracks before you leave fucking 2005. Yeah, easily. And so I, I, would, I definitely want to see that versus battle. I think that that one's a, a worthy showdown. <clears throat> um, what else been going on, though? Um, oh, jeez. And and this is purely gossip corner, but JD was complaining about uh, not being able to get people on his version of the We Are the World remix. And then he's out here talking about like, man, Quincy Jones told me a story about how Prince told him that the original We Are the World was trash and he didn't (laughs) want to be on it. And that made me feel better about people not wanting to be on my version. I'm just like. First of all, the original We Are the World, like no one's going to doubt the sentiment of the song, but. This song is not like a bop. Like fuck out of here. Like that shit's kind of trash. Like we we are the world. First of all, it's pretty evident that we're not the world. So <laughs> I mean, the message is just kind of like That's contrite funny. at this point. It's just it, it, it it's very evident that we're not at a place where we can sing that song genuinely. And otherwise, eh, the song was alright. Hey, <laughs> When has America ever really cared about authenticity? Feel me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're number one. We, we, we're not the real number one, but we're number one. Feel me? The World Series, my nigga, takes place in America alone, but we're the fucking best in the world. But I'm sitting here wondering why fucking JD is over here looking for consolation. Also, Jermaine Dupree? Yeah. Okay. Is there another JD? All right. Jermaine Dupree is not relevant at all. So no, the fact no, that no, you no. just Jermaine reached Dupree in and grabbed music. I'm not saying he doesn't produce music. Oh, He's okay. not relevant at all. 
He does not put, he's not out on social media putting shit out like that. He is not a figure that's in pop culture's name. I'm not saying he doesn't work all the time okay. behind the scenes. Okay. I'm, listen, I'm just saying, I, I like. I have no arbiter of relevance here. I can't tell that, you. Who's and that's relevant. all I'm saying. All I know is that you I saw me? JD and I'm familiar with JD. So I was like, oh, I know that person. <laughs> yeah, but of course. That's why I had to verify because there is, that's the only one. But that nigga hasn't done shit for 30 years. But see, I wouldn't say that. He hasn't done anything publicly. I, I agree with you That's there. exactly what I'm saying. My bad okay. I didn't add the no, word publicly. No, because that was... <laughs> I figured that was obvious. JD's a bum. JD, JD's not a bum. Not he's, implying he's that he was a bum. All I'm saying is he's not relevant <laughs> nah, currently in, in, the, years, in the social media. <laughs> I disagree. You could have been retired. Feel me? Fuck it. Like, that nigga made his money. He made his mark on the industry. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to work anymore. And I would yeah, not no, consider JD him a bum because of that. Work. I agree there. Um, so that's where I was going with that. Yeah, no, JD is still pretty, I believe, prolific in the um in the production sphere but yeah he hasn't been in the 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 front at all which is why i'm wondering why he's he's so like he knows jd knows knows what he's doing in his lane i don't know why he's so mad at people not wanting to be in in his we are the world remix at this time it's like this is not we're we're not ready for we are the world jd you're jumping the gun on this one (laughs) wait a little bit bro wait a little bit you know what i mean like we're still we're still getting there you know we're ready for it it's just that it's not are we ready for it's it? Not They're still deploying federal police in cities on some crazy shit. We're definitely ready for it. I'm not saying it's happening, but I'm saying this is absolutely the time where you want to be spreading a message that we are the world. Is is the time when we're divided is I think is the best time to tell people to come together. Mm. Okay. Both sides got to want to come together at some point though. Like, I don't know. I just don't like I don't want to spread a, 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 a I don't want to spread a message of unity in a world where one side thinks that the other side shouldn't exist. I mean, I just don't think that that's totally fine, but that doesn't mean it's not necessary. That doesn't mean just because we haven't agreed to come together doesn't mean that we don't need to. Doesn't mean that it is not in our best interest to do better and come together. That's where I'm coming from with that. I agree with you. We are definitely not unified, but it's one of those things no, where, no, like, I, if you don't start taking the step forward, when will you reach the destination? No, no I, I believe because of the, the the long history with this issue, unfortunately, what this country has come to to prove to me, at least, is that the ideas won't die until the people die. And so I don't believe that if they refuse to give up the idea that white supremacy should be the prevailing ideology of this country then I don't know if we can call for unity. I, don't, I think that that's, that's, that's going to lead to more abuse of people. I mean, that's fine. I got you. you know that's, I mean? that's, why you don't bring, um, that's why you don't bring your abusers to a, a couple's therapy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, you know, hopefully, I don't know if this election is going to change that, but it's once not. Trump's out of <laughs> office, not. maybe we can progress to the place <laughs> where... But, Look... I think America can take as long we'll as it needs yeah. to get where it needs to go. Feel I, me? I just, thought it, I just thought it was funny that JD was complaining that people were were not enthusiastic about his "We Are the World" remix. It's because probably because he hasn't been relevant socially for a very long time. That probably has more to do with it than anything else. Oh, so you, are you saying he's trying to manufacture relevance with this with this information like with this I don't know if he's trying to manufacture relevance but it's like if whenever you're putting out something 
there is a, a way to do it. You got to like trickle that shit out and sort of promote it as you go type deal. Mm. The fact that this is the first time you're hearing, the fact that this is the first time I'm hearing JD's name, in addition to his attempt to doing this, means that he skipped a couple steps. Mm. And someone where he is, knowing, having, being that close to promotion on that level, he should know that. Feel me? You'd need to build, do what Kanye West does. Go out, say something ridiculous, build on it two, three, four times, and then at the, in a month from now, <laughs> you it drop it. You feel me? But he's just he just came out and he just did this, so it seems like out of nowhere. It just seems like it's out of left field. That's true. But yeah, what else been going on? <laughs> yeah, did you see Ja Rule was pissed at CNN for clowning him for that for that uh audio debacle that happened when he, I think it was in Milwaukee. Bro. What? First of all, he's all mad at CNN talking about how unprofessional they own that footage, I'm pretty sure. They wouldn't be putting that footage out unless they had the right to. Wait, was it CNN or was it ESPN? I do not know. It's Ja Rule, man. I'm not checking for Ja Rule like that. That nigga was evidently huffing bro that shit was hilarious <laughs> it's man. another one of those times i like to go back to uh dave Chappelle. Don't, don't nobody give a fuck about what ja rule thinks <laughs> uh <laughs> fucking ja rule he's so funny because he came in so clear on the mic it was so easy to not understand that like so he's mad at cnn for something that he got caught on mic saying Pretty much. He's mad at the footage. Sounds so mature, bro. I love... It was one of those things where (laughs) the mic was hot for the digital input, but not to the speakers of the stadium. So he was talking and he came in clear to the person who's watching digitally, but the crowd in here. So he's calling out to the crowd to respond to him. And so there's absolutely no response because nobody could hear him in the crowd. But we could hear him clear. So that nigga looked like a doof. That's funny. And so, of course, they put it out, and they and nobody mentioned that for like the first hot minute that that clip was out, and everyone was like, "Look at John!" So he looked crazy. like a fucking idiot. That's crickets in the stadium because, bro, that's just wild. Like you hear him yelling, like in the mic, so clearly for the crickets to come afterwards. He's like, "Yo, that's so disrespectful." <laughs> so basically. They probably knew that shit. They knew exactly the story that was behind it. And they were like, yo, we'll get much more traction if we run it as a Ja Rule fuck up than if we explain what exactly happened. Absolutely. And so that had, that's what originally happened. And evidently, it got reposted by the same outlet again. And that nigga's mad. No one's, yeah, no one's going like, to fucking professional. fact check it. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's okay, Ja Rule. No one really cares about you that much. Don't trip. Oh, man. Nah, man. But I was I, last story about Ja Rule was a positive one, man. So trying to shoot my man some bail. You know what I mean? He's trying to turn his life around. Because he's doing fucking commercials. That probably wasn't his idea. Oh, no. Bro, definitely. Like someone hired. Well, it's a show. So it's like a show writer's idea. So. Exactly. No, that but it's still, showed it was, up for it's a, a check. good thing. Well, yeah, it is. It wasn't like Jaru was like, you know what? I need to help some people today. What am I going to do to help these people? No, I, know. I highly doubt I'm that. I'm going to go promote them. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Speaking of corny ass niggas, yo, I really like, why is Logic constantly crying? Nah. It's because he's. Because no, my thing is, is like, nah, because I'm really upset because he's talking about retiring music when he's going to be performing music on Twitch. He's talking about he's got to retire to be a better father. He's crying like a little, like, like he's got no. No, no ability to stand up under the weight of his own decisions. Maybe that's like, his new brand. 
that is his brand. And I'm like, yo, that is a <laughs> shitty brand, bro. Because when you listen, it's not like, it doesn't sound genuine. It sounds like he's forced crying. Like, it doesn't even sound like somebody who's genuinely emotional about something. It absolutely sounds like a performance. And I'm like, yo, That's why are we... Like, and, and, and the thing is, is like, he... Man, I hate people who do this shit. They, they, they jump onto causes that are hard to criticize. Like, he's like, oh, I have to quit music so I can be a better parent. And it's like, ah, you can't criticize a nigga saying he wants to be a better parent. But it's like, but wait a second. Why are you making those two things mutually Mutual exclusive? exclusive? Yeah. They don't have to be. I'm pretty like, you sure. You literally are a streamer, my nigga. You work from home. I'm pretty you sure. You are a streamer. You work from home. That musicians have children. And not all musicians are, are parents. terrible parents. Thank you. Therefore, bro. It must be possible to do those two things at once. And and mm. it, it is just and and people like and it's so manipulative. And it's it's terrible. I think it's a terrible way to be. And I, so I don't wish that nigga any success in that bullshit, bro. Like, <laughs> nah, man, knuckle up. Like, make if you want to rap, rap. But rap about the shit. Like, rap about the shit that you care about. Don't rap about shit that other people care about. And because it doesn't it doesn't come off entertaining. And so you know when your fucking stage so mainly consists of you playing Mario Kart and crying. It doesn't, <laughs> like, like come on bro like what is that like i just don't i don't see the art in that you know what i mean like i just want to i want to see i I just want to see people genuinely being artistic not pretending to be artistic you know what i mean because we live in an environment where there's millions of children who have no fucking clue what art is or what good good music is or what the the whole world of entertainment can provide them will latch on to you because you're accessible because you play video games and cry and that's what most of these <laughs> niggas do and so it's like hey man he, he's got millions of children providing him numbers that are validating like his credibility in an industry that he just is i don't know man I don't. I don't know if i believe that millions of children are listening to logic and, nah, and clapping on to him because I don't know. Let me look. Let me see. This nigga better have a million subscribers on his Twitch career. This nigga better has a million subscribers on his Twitch because I don't believe I, that shit. I don't think he's that popular at all. Logic, I, I don't know if he has a million, but he's pretty popular. Hell nah, bro. Millions. Of, he, this nigga wishes millions of children listened to him. Fuck out of here no, with that shit. That, that's, that's just his Twitch. I mean, he's distributed his music. like he his His sales, his numbers are there when it comes to actual, like, streams and sales i mean but i don't think they're all kids though that's that's where i disagree with. i, I don't think, think a they're significant all kids. portion of his maybe like 40 percent, but i don't think they all say kids, kids i mean like 21 and under oh man well you got to be specific with that I, I, you, gotta, you I definitely got to be specific with immature young adults and actual kids i apologize i i say kids pejoratively i mean young like young adults to young children like people who aren't fully formed yet <laughs> And so, yeah, a substantial portion of, you know what I mean? Like, your 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 tastes and preferences grow and mature, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. And so, I I feel like a lot of people leave logic behind. Yeah, but that's a good thing, though. So, he serves a demographic, like, and, and, and I'm just unused to consuming music that way. I've grown with all of my music, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the music that I like is i like because it is timeless because as i grow the music maintains its quality and value in lyricism and 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 beats and shit like that that's why i can always listen to gangstar 
Okay. Just with, you know what I mean? That's yeah, just but not every musician is going to give you that, though. True, true. But I just find that logic does it in a manipulative way. You know what I mean? Because you can make music, and that's why I don't get it. That's why I give a lot more um, headway to, to to trap rappers and drill rappers and rappers who just make music that is essentially just for entertainment. Because at least they're attempting to be relatively genuine to an experience that's part of their community. I don't know if that's what Logic is doing. You know, I think he is manipulating emotional experiences with emotionally immature people. And that's not the same thing, I think. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I that, that's I, mean, I don't disagree with you, but it's just like, does he have to do that, though? He's well within his rights to be Evidently, he did, oh, he, he as he to, is. You feel me? My opinion is absolutely no standard as to what he how he should carry himself. Yeah. He clearly isn't. You don't, Do you like Logic as a rapper? Um, I'm actually not negatively disposed to him as a rapper. I always say that I will I will typically give his music a listen. So it's not oh, like okay. there's because there's rappers who I just won't even listen. Like I I will never listen to a NBA Young Boy track. Okay, but I will like if you if you say somebody like YBN Corday, I'll listen to his track. You know what I mean? I'll absolutely listen to his track at least once, and most and most likely listen to it again because he's a quality rapper type of thing. Um, Logic will get the first listen typically. <laughs> But yeah, there's that. Yo, JLX called out the the, and, and I'm going back to this again just because this whole Nick Tannen, uh, Nick whatever, Tannen. Nick, this whole <laughs> kerfuffle with with Nick Cannon and 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 the black community uh, has been That's very still interesting. happening. Well, he had so he did the interview with the rabbi that was pretty much ass, and then JLX now made comments about it, and he but. Jay Alec, I think, uh, did it in a in a in a far more tasteful way than I was able to, and I think had and is is correctly pointing out like Rabbi Cooper is the one who's lying. Like if anyone, like you can get be mad at Nick's response if you want, but Rabbi Cooper is the one who went on to his, his platform and did nothing to to exposit any education. He did nothing to re- refute the actual claims. He did nothing to actually clear. The historical reference that was being made in that in that um, in that interview with Professor Griff, and so I really appreciated that from Jay Alec. You know what I mean? Like, even though I was, I was kind of hard on his album, um, <laughs> I got no. I, 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 I want to I want to give him his flowers. I think that that was pretty stand up for him to to not only point that out but to keep the focus. You know, I mean, where it should be because Nick. Whatever you want to say about Nick's um, behavior is in the past at this point. Th- that was a point where the Jewish community could have really taken uh, a real step at healing between these two communities that clearly have... There's something there when, over, I would say, a huge portion of the black community feels slighted by the apology and a huge portion of the Jewish community feels slighted by the implications. Like <laughs> Clearly, there is a rift there. You know what I mean? And this was an opportunity for some healing and squandered. Nothing. We got nothing out of it. And and Jay Alec, I think, really did a good job of pointing out, like, we, we aren't the ones who, are, who, who feel like we are lacking in knowledge. You guys are the ones who are saying we're lacking in knowledge. So you come to the table with the information. Don't just come with empty platitudes. But I just felt like um, I wanted to give a quick update on that one because... It, that's a, that's a that's a really like 
I honestly feel like that cultural schism might, there might be more progress in that than there will be between the black community and America in general. You know what I mean? Like, if we're talking about reconciling ethnic differences, I believe that black people and Jewish people would probably reconcile faster than, let's say, black people and Americans, quote unquote, whatever those are, you know, like that's a that's a thing you know like that's we're still trying to make headway in getting them to acknowledge that <laughs> that the fundamental systems of this country were based off of the slave labor of africans like we still can't get them to acknowledge that that was a bad thing and that we shouldn't reference it as a positive thing ever yeah fucking, nothing that comes what's from his it face be, uh what that politician cotton was just saying that slave <laughs> he said that slavery what is it was a necessary evil or yeah, some yeah, shit see, like that see what I'm in saying? 2020 like, yeah there's like, still people who won't admit that so and so um, and, you know that just goes back to what i was saying earlier it's like the, the ideas just won't go away these zombie ideas just like dude what the fuck are you talking about like it was a necessary evil no it wasn't it was explicitly not necessary but you did it anyway you know what i mean and you made money off of it so guess what maybe one day you'll this country will fucking pay up what it owes you know what i mean like it's just crazy that you see that so i don't think that that schism is gonna go away anytime soon oh no definitely not but you know maybe you know i and it sucks because there are definitely like it's it feels like caribbean hispanic people have have gone a little bit farther with reconciling with with black populations more so than than like south american hispanic people but you know there's some black and brown love going on there's a lot more black and brown love than there was i think in the past you know i think that we have with intersectionality came a lot of solidarity and so, you know, those communities are, are really are really working together. I thought that this could have been a great opportunity for the black and Jewish community to really come closer because, you know, the black and Jewish struggle isn't there's a it's not the same, you know, like there's no APAC for black people. You know what I mean? Like there's no black leader that can get a standing ovation for three solid minutes from our Congress. You know what I mean? <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu lands and is treated like an an emperor you know that shit is crazy and so you know that that community man if they had solidarity with black people but that would have they have to deal with the whole palestine thing too because black people are very much strongly in favor of giving palestine their land and jewish people ain't having that so say la vie (laughs) but yeah so maybe maybe we aren't as close to any kind of racial solidarity there as, as i might think because there are just some fundamental things that i don't think will ever come out of israel but anyway, yeah, those are all things that I think would have been great to, for him to discuss. He, he had a, a, a prominent Jewish leader there. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a discussion to be had, not just to sit there and prostrate yourself in front of him. So, you know what I mean? He could talk down to you. Yo, that nigga gave up, bro. That's just <laughs> terrible, bro. He totally did. He fucking gave up. He was like, whatever, man. I'm just going to do whatever y'all need to say. Because you just going to be mad at me whatever I do anyway. So I'm just going to do this. <laughs> but yeah, on to some other type of topics. Dude, so evidently Boston Dynamics has created um quote-unquote retail model of their spot um, for-legged drone. 
Um, that thing is amazing. I say re- retail with air quotes because it's seventy five thousand dollars. I had a feeling. But um, I mean, is that the fucking robot you can't kick over? Well, I mean, you can kick it over, but it, it, it'll try to skew by itself. <laughs> so it's a seventy-five thousand dollar paperweight. No, 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 no. It, it its ability to to maneuver itself over diverse terrain is impressive. So, what is it like a mechanical horse? Then is that is that what the? It's definitely not as strong as a horse. It's more like a dog. What the fuck is the purpose of this thing? This one is mostly as a platform. So you it you can it has like a uh, a rack on its back that you can mount things to different types of sensors so you, you can use it for different surveillance things um it's actually oh, they're really quiet but the this government. is just a prototype okay. this one is made mostly as a extremely expensive toy you know yeah. this is just i think a preliminary model that they that they're trying to to perfect to reduce the price because i think that they're i can imagine these things in the future going for around five grand you know what i mean because yeah. the the components in it are only going to get smaller and cheaper. It's it's you know it's computer chips and 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 servos and things. These are all things that are subject to to miniaturization to a high degree, and so it was it was very interesting to watch. Yeah, clearly them niggas are desperate for funding. Cause... The controller is amazing. Like it's a really interesting controller that utilizes the um the front facing cameras and it has a very large high res display, and so. You can navigate the drone without having eyes on the drone by watching what the drone sees. And so the drone has sensors that automatically adjust its movement. So you're telling it it's more like it's more like you're shouting commands at it and it's figuring out based on the terrain how to traverse over the terrain. So when you're holding the joystick forward, you're telling it to go forward, but it's actually surveying its 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 path. And if it has sees an obstruction, it'll go around the obstruction to to attempt to achieve your command type of thing. So it's really interesting. It's a so cool it's interface. a walking paperweight. No, it, it's far more for more um <laughs> has far more utility than a paperweight. But um yeah, no, it, it's the technology <laughs> looks looks really cool. I guess. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and it also has a lot of um, utility in in terms of um, emergency services. It can traverse terrain that humans definitely are not willing to traverse through conditions that humans definitely aren't incapable of tra- uh, traversing to either A, mark targets or find people for extraction or defuse bombs, all kinds of things, especially because it's it's a very resilient to, to shock to concussion and so it's it's weird it's kind of like a roach in that respect like if it gets banged it just kind of curls up and then waits for the shaking to stop and then stands back up <laughs> but it, guess, it'll, it'll but respond to its environment really well suppose they just need to change the name because recreational model don't make it nothing about that is recreational whatsoever oh no dude you, i could absolutely see kids fitting these things for for all kinds of like competitive play absolutely I still wouldn't see that. Yeah, but then again, competitive play is not recreational. It's competitive. No, no. Like, when I say competitive ga- uh, play, I mean a game that you play against somebody competitively. Uh, not well, that yeah, to... it, that's a lot far away off, though, because a $75,000 game oh, to play between no, no. friends this was is a, pro- a little like ridiculous. Said, this is a prototype. This is a technology that 
will progress. Like, you know, segways used to be like $15,000. Yeah, I know, got you. Go it's down. just that you're, the way you initially pr- presented it. But that's why I said and how you said it afterwards, models. and that's why yeah. I was just getting okay. information out of you. That's why I'm asking questions. I'm trying to get on your level. No, Feel me? I'm no, trying to I'm, understand. I'm just, no, I'm addressing you, saying <laughs> that uh, you don't know if it's it's uh, a toy or if it's a uh, recreational, and and I know it's expensive, and it's not. It's they're working towards making it more cost effective to distribute in a recreational manner. I can only assume because. There, these outside of emergency services, the ones that they that they unboxed, definitely I need to to be worked on to 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 be like used as something for like an everyday toy. But I could see it happening, and especially because it runs off of an Android system, so they already have AI programs that you can start to program behavior into them, so that you can program um, a follow uh, a follow command things like that go on like a drone like a patrolling like see that's what i'm saying like there's there's a ton of i could i could see kids finding all kinds of ways to fuck with your 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 shit with these uh with these drones like and the movement is very impressive like the ability to go from uneven terrain yeah at very least if they if they became more cost effective they would be it'd be fun like people had stupid quadcopters and all those things do is buzz around this can cause way more trouble. Yeah, mainly because that that back rack, you can do a lot of things. Like you can put, you know, things that make noise, things that disperse <laughs> foam, things that are just generally disruptive. You know what I mean? To, to, uh, yeah, it definitely disrupt. seems like uh, like rescue utility slash like governmental utility. Yeah, this is probably going to be the main use of them, to be honest, because I I don't see them getting to be lower than around $5,000. And yeah, that's still kind of prohibitive, I think, for, for public consumption. You might see those out in Palos Verdes or something, but you're definitely not going to see those like chilling in the hood. Actually, you probably will see them chilling in the hood, but yeah, <laughs> probably not legally obtained. Seeing the use of those seems quite specific. But yeah, um... What else been going on? Oh man, <laughs> the Bahamas has closed off most of the tourism, similar to a lot of other um, Caribbean islands, and most of the U.S. tourism. I'm sorry, and it's like <laughs> that shit's crazy. Because I mean, U.S. tourism is huge, so it's got to like imagine how bad you must think of someone to cut them out of 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 your market when they are substantially like 45 percent of your market. Yeah, it's funny. Only America values uh, uh, people's lives that let lowly. <laughs> in the in the islands, they're like, yeah, no, it's the, the extra money isn't really worth half of our island dying. It's cool. And We're straight thing, on that. It's so and and that's the real the the real rub there because in being so irresponsible, all of the places around America that do business with America now have to stop doing business with America in the same way. Like it, and, and that's you're losing I, money anyway. That's what Fucking makes me clowns. so upset about the the people who refuse to curtail any kind of 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 their public regular you know what I'm um, routine to to just accommodate something that's going on right now in the world because when you don't do that, you, your irresponsibility doesn't stop with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your your irresponsibility doesn't stop in Huntington Beach. Or in um, 
wherever they are in um in Arizona where they're where they're refusing to 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 put it, um mask orders in or Alabama where they're just like mm, we don't know about the science <laughs> of the masks like you know what I mean it's just like that that irresponsibility doesn't stop at the border of your state is that all of the places that do business with America now have to take into account that a substantial portion of the country refuses to do anything to abate this virus. Mm-hmm. And while in America we're big enough to where we can do that, the the Bahamas is not. It's a very small island. Mm-hmm. And so the kind of ravages that would happen to that island if they were not to take these precautions is ridiculous. And so America literally is costing other countries substantial portions of their gdp for their bullshit and it's like man at what point do you just stop and say you know what i i see now a little bit of the interconnectedness here you know what i mean like when other countries are really are literally saying like we know that we need your business but we're okay they're turning away our business now around the world basically saying don't fly here don't come here from america please you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the Canadian border is still closed, isn't it? Yep. Most places most places you aren't allowed to fly from America at this current time. Yeah, and it's like We've guys, been pretty black blackballed pretty hard. It's like you can't know that much more than the whole world. Especially <laughs> when you have the lowest education rating in like all of the world. Like didn't Alabama like rate lowest in the world, like out yep. of all nations, not Number just developed nations? One. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys clearly don't know more than the world. Like, come on. When the rest of the world is like, guys, can you can you do that to for us, please? To be fair to Alabama, like, though, they're actively trying to keep them keep Alabama back in whatever. Is, it, is that a, is that an experiment to see how backwards that you can keep an entire state? No, it's just that rich racist people are the primary benefactors of everything that happens in Alabama, and thus they want to keep their playground their playground. Hmm. That's crazy. Like, what do you... Alabama's your playground? Jesus Christ. I mean, if you've always been from there, of course it's your playground. I'm sure that there's, probably, you want to go anywhere there's probably secluded parts of Alabama that you have no idea are like the Hamptons or something. I'm saying. I wouldn't doubt it. Also, America, we're the best. That's the whole point. There's we're nothing the better. There's nothing better than America. We mm. don't have to work to do it. We we just are America. <laughs> Feel the, it? The best at being the worst. Nigga. That's, that's a terrible title to have, by the way. Oh man! Uh, over in uh, Louisville, NFAC show uh, militia showed up, and I guess during an armed standoff, somebody got a little itchy on NFAC side and was involved in some friendly fire. It's the, it, it's, it's unfortunate, Clowns. man, but it's definitely the byproduct of having a large amount of people with guns in one place. Somebody's gonna get shot. It might uh, be your homie. It might be your enemy. Somebody get shot. A, that whole video of uh, uh, John Oliver talking to the the pro gun guy, and oh, he actually man. got him to say that you know if more people had guns, that more people are going to get shot. Yeah. And he's like, "Yes, that's, that's my point." <laughs> yeah. Oh man. John Fuck Oliver's ability to talk circles people. around people because they're stupid is pretty great. Yeah. Well, the average the, the the average reporter's ability to talk circles around people because they're so stupid is pretty great. Feel me? Yeah, America, America has never uh, ceased to provide fodder for that. Because yeah, I remember there was this um, internet uh, 
Well, it was like a just a street dude in Miami who was going down South Beach just asking random questions. You remember Goddamn Forty Nine? <laughs> that's where that originated from. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I gotta remember where that's from, man, because that dude was hilarious, man. But yeah, he definitely proved like you could just walk down the street and talk circles around the, the average, the average person. person. Yeah, the average person you encounter. Jimmy Kimmel would be doing that shit all the time in Hollywood. Yeah, man. But yeah, I. I as much as I support the the armed militia, uh, NFAC, guys, we gotta you gotta be more professional than that. Yo, trigger having... discipline, bro. I see that shit everywhere. I see it on Instagram pictures. I see it on the fucking internet. Keep your fucking trigger. Keep your fucking finger out of the trigger well if you ain't trying to shoot nobody in that moment. I, I, My fuckers is so like so lax with gun safety. That should fucking that should irritate well, me. And, and that's why like it's you gotta be if you're gonna have a militia, which I I don't advocate for people not to have militias but if you're gonna have militias you gotta you gotta train people you know what i mean you can't just lower the bar to increase numbers because it's getting harder and harder to find people willing to pick up a semi-automatic weapon and walk with the bulletproof vest on can't lower the bar just because it's harder to find recruits you gotta keep the bar very high like if there's anything i learned from 300 highly trained troops beat. <laughs> highly trained troops beat no flts allowed bro you gotta have the highly trained troop you'll do far better in the long run yep absolutely it only takes that one person to fuck everything up i know man and god i'm really happy that there wasn't any fatalities because that would have been that would have been Terrible. It would appear a PR nightmare. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. That, that's all they motherfucking need, bro. That's all they need. And there would have been stories running from now till next week about the unreliability of black people with guns. Yeah, that's that's absolutely not a headache that needs that needs to be endured at this moment. And yeah, I guess we'll wrap up with um little discussion on uh Trump's federal deployment uh of troops in the cities and I've hear, heard a lot of conversation going on about this in reference to this being a buildup for a declaration of martial law in the future. By deploying all of these troops now, keeping them in place in the name of quelling riots, only to activate them to initiate martial law in the future to invalidate the uh, the outcomes of the election. Now... That that absolutely that that absolutely sounds like something he would do. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that happening, and 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 that's actually not a bad plan. No, I mean legally it's not, and and this is first of all, I'd like to say like we have to understand that this is what revolution looks like. Like when he does that, that is when that's when it's most important to be out in the streets. That's when it's most important to to provide civil disobedience. That's when it's most important to not relent in the demand that there's fundamental change. Because it has to happen now. Because it won't happen under Biden. We have to recognize that we are in a system that is... The system is what is permitting him to do this. He's not breaking the law. And so we necessarily need to show a great amount of resi- resilience um nothing short of rebellion against that because it's it's the system that empowers him to do this legally it's the system that per- that permits him to have the authority to command federal agents in this way 
That is the problem. Trump is just utilizing the system. And while, yes, he is a bad person, we should not have a system that empowers bad people to abuse the public. And so I, I thought that that was a really, really big um, big point to be brought up around this because it, I don't think that a lot of people who already do trust in the government see what's happening. They don't see these federal deployments for what they are, which is a Trojan horse. To to uh, it's, it's a Order sixty six waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Because all of them, all of these militarized police that are being deployed into the cities are going to be the same people who are called to enact martial law, and and it scares me because a lot of people talk about oh the army wouldn't do that they'd never give the command. He's not using the army. He's using the federal law enforcement, which is why, again, we need to rethink this idea of, of, of policing and law enforcement, because those are the people he's using to enact this. He did use army reserves to disperse protests and so forth around the Capitol, but that also was actually well within his purview to do. That's, that In D.C., there are the they uh in in and around the, the capital grounds they do deploy those are the people that would properly be deployed to disperse that crowd now it's it's tactless it's not the 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 way you'd prefer for a president to clear a crowd for a photo op but it also is not illegal what he did and so once again we need to deal with the fundamental structure of our system that permits and gives the president power to do this he doesn't need the power to do this i'm absolutely sure that 44 presidents prior to him never really used this power in this way pretty much because it's unnecessary to but it is what it is we we are in a time where he is exercising the power in this way and so we can either use this time to properly rebel and show civil disobedience against these these uh these rash overreaches of 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 um power by the by the president or we can you know persevere and just bide through it and i don't know if that's the way we want to do that i don't know if we just want to keep pushing the can and then try to get a biden elected only to 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 fall prey to whoever comes after Biden. You know, it, it now in the presence of this of this heavy-handed approach to governance that he's starting to to show, now is the time to to fix the system so that the next that nobody in the future has the ability to do this in terms of overreach to presidential power. And so I I'm interested to see if he leaves. I'm really interested to see if he leaves. That's that's the next shoe that needs to fall, because it seems, you know, God bless the people in 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 Portland and in Seattle who are continuing their protests in Minneapolis, all around the country, continuing their protest hard. I'm interested to see what happens when he doesn't leave, if they enact those, if, if because of the presence of those protests, they try to enact some some form of martial law under you know, the guise of too much civil disobedience to to generally uh, to, to validate that election. 
which would be crazy, which is an, it's a non sequitur. That's not, it's not a valid line of logic, but it, that doesn't stop them from using it as, as some kind of cover for their, for their ridiculous, um, uh, policies that they've been partaking in. But yeah, I, you know, one of the, and I'll, and I'll just wrap up with one of the things that we're taught is that democracy destroys fascism. And Donald Trump is showing that democracy is not immune to fascism. It is completely susceptible to the parasitic nature of a fascist dictatorship as any other country. And the worst part is, is that because of the internal corruption of our democracy, the fascists are, they don't have to steal power or wrest it away from anyone. They just have to politically maneuver right. They just got to slide through the cracks and keep on gaining incremental advantage until you, until you're Mitch McConnell. And, and that's, that's, that's a problem. You know, this country, we want to talk about moving forward. I think it's got to start at the head. I think it's got to start at the top. And we got to start working on, on, on dealing with some of these national politics issues. And unfortunately, we do not have an adequate avenue of doing so through the vote. So we got to take to the streets and we have to organize our own communities so that we have the solidarity to demand these changes. Because, you know, power concedes nothing without demands you know and so we really have to 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 consider how we connect our communities and then connect our communities with other communities to make larger constituencies because that's the only way we're ever gonna we're ever gonna make enough uh we're, we're gonna have enough uh power to to demand some of the changes that this country needs so yeah go ahead and leave you with those words uh follow us on the social medias we got Heron's Home Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Rico underscore G Sound. And I'll leave you with this. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great one. Peace. Take it easy.